What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast, where we have enough hot dogs and handshakes to warm your heart, but never enough to pay the bills. As always, I am your host, Adam Soto, and uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into us this week. You know, we greatly appreciate appreciate all of your support. And uh, I'm actually really excited to bring you guys this week's episode because uh, the past two episodes I've had, you know, the privilege to interview two of my good friends, uh, Zebediah Cole, DeAndre Motion. Um, if you guys haven't heard that, you guys should definitely tune into those episodes, uh, you know, as this one is coming out, because I am very excited to announce that I uh, this interview is with the one and only Fast Motion. Uh, both of those, Zebediah Cole and DeAndre, are making up that, that team, uh, you know, two I've said it before, I'll say it, you know, a thousand times again, two of absolutely my favorite people in this business and two guys who have become like brothers to me since, you know, we came up through through training together and it was a lot of uh, a lot of memories made, you know, a lot of laughs that we had. And, you know, I had a lot of fun with this interview. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for you guys to hear it because, uh, you know, like I said, two really great guys who are doing some great stuff in the tag team division, you know, which is a rarity nowadays because so many guys are you know, f- focused on trying to get singles careers and have single, um, you know, ideas for themselves. They're, you know, they're trying to push their own careers. And, you know, these guys are two guys who are, are on the same page every step of the way. And, you know, I'll, they'll elaborate on that, you know, during the interview. I'll let you guys tune into that. So, you know, I'll go ahead and cut off my rambling. I'll let you guys tune into the one and only tag team, Fast Motion. All right, everybody. So I had both of them individually before. Now I finally got both of them together. I'm here with the one and only team Fast Motion. DeAndre, Zeb, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, man. How are you? Good, good. D, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good, man. So it's about time we got both of us on here. I know. I, I've been talking about it, waiting, trying to get you guys both on here. So this is going to be uh, a fun episode. So... I mean, you know, let, let's just give a little bit of background, you know, for, for those who might not have heard you guys' individual interviews. I've known Zeb, I've known you for like three years. DeAndre, I've known you for, well, like two and a half years, two, two and a half years. And, um, you know, we, we started training together over at the FTW Academy. You know, we kind of come a long way since then, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, let's go ahead. Let's um Let's jump right into it. I mean, so... You guys both, um, like I said, me and Zeb, you know, we started together at the academy. You came in a couple months later. Yeah. Um, yep. So as you guys, you know, you guys were training individually. Uh, we had talked briefly about the story before on each of your individual interviews. Uh, so, but how did Fast Motion come to be a thing? Um, just out of just. Just out of this, it's hard to explain. Um, out of the blue, man. It was just so random. Like, we talked about in the last, like, it, was, it wasn't even supposed to be a thing. It wasn't even mm-hmm. supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of ended up clicking. Yeah, because I remember, I, I remember, like I said, it, it happened so split second, like, just like everything else in the wrestling business does, like, Somebody didn't show up, and the spot's taken, and then, it, you know, it, it happens that quickly. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, I mean, do either of you want to... It, wanna... huh? it worked in the chemistry, just, it was just right away. Like, it was... Yeah, it, everything, it was kind of clicking on all cylinders, you know, everything was was working out fine. 
So, you know, you like, so what you guys were, you know, going over matches for, you know, the first show at FTW. And, uh, you know, DeAndre, your tag partner didn't show up. Zeb just kind of got thrown in there, but you guys made it work. And then five minutes later, trainer's like, yep, you're staying in. We're a team. You guys are a team. You guys are going to be on the show. So, you know, you guys kind of get thrown in together. You guys are clicking fine. When it comes time for that first show and you guys are, you know, going over the stuff and it comes show day, you know, what's your guys' mindset? Are you guys thinking this is just going to be temporary? Are you looking at this as, like, a long-term opportunity? Like, oh, because not, not only was it your first show as a team, it was your guys' first show in general. Yeah. So were you guys looking at it like it was going to be something long-term, or were you just expecting, like, a one-off? I think I think we went to it as, like, um, just kind of blind. We didn't know where we were going to go with it. We didn't know what was going to work and wasn't um but like like we always say it ended up working and it ended up clicking and our chemistry was there mm-hmm. um but originally like we didn't think it was going to stay together like we weren't going to stay together we thought it was going to be for a couple shows or just that one yeah show. yeah i remember we i don't think we even thought we were going to be a team for that long yeah like, because uh, you guys like I think it's because you guys ended up like firing on all cylinders and, and clicking super well from your first show. Like you guys had one showing as a team and you guys could look like you guys had been tagging for a couple of years already, you know, even though it was you just your first, you guys' first show, especially in, in the, the kind of wrestling that we participate in, in independent wrestling. It's like things are no, nothing's really ever for, you know, like, consistent i guess think think consistency is hard in in wrestling like in independent wrestling that's why like uh, that's why like you see those guys who are teams now and i'm actually rather like i don't want to say i'm surprised but i really am just like i think it takes a lot of dedication that's what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. it's a lot of dedication for them to be in a team because it's like things are things switch so much, which is why I'm still I don't want to say I'm surprised. But again, it's like the fact that you guys are still a team after all that time, you know, it, it speaks volumes to what happened on that first match. Because, you know, most people get kind of get thrown together like a lot of the tag matches that have happened at shows we've been to. It's just kind of two dudes who were thrown together last minute. Mm-hmm. Had to think of some tag team moves that they seen anybody else do. And then all of a sudden, you know, they never really team together again. It's. It's wild too because um, those first couple shows would be like wrestling people, and they would ask us like how long we've been tagging, and they were surprised that like one we weren't even supposed to be a team, and two like how little we had been working at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They were expecting an answer to you guys were tagging for a couple of years, and all of a sudden they hear, "Oh, we've been tagging for about two months." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like third show. <laughs> I remember that. I remember us all getting that question because. Everybody, because I think that's one thing that we had the privilege of was a really good trainer with a really good training um, for sure academy. But not only that, but as well as being around a really good group of guys, is we all got really solid training. And mm-hmm. we got training that wasn't just, it wasn't just the basics over and over again. Once we got our basics, we learned how to work, you know, entertainment wrestling. And we didn't, you know, just do spot monkey stuff. Like we did stuff that was smart and we did stuff that was you know, how to deal with psychology. And that's what it's like. I remember we all got those comments from you two. You know, I did. I know 
Um, Salazar, Kevin Powers both got that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to like, how long you guys been working? I'm like, uh, my second show. They're just like, yeah. what? I think it was. Another- so, I think it was so much better because like all of us, we it was like a brotherhood, man. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't just we just came and trained and showed up and that's it. Like we actually all became. Yeah, yeah, we all we all got be where we're at today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all became really tight, and I think that was what helped out a lot is knowing that we all kind of had each other's back. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you, you hear, you know, stories of people. Like I was talking to uh, one of my other guests recently, and she was talking about how, like, when she was in training, and you know, she the only other female that was in the class was like consistently consistently just knocking her down like just overly criticizing her and just being completely toxic pretty much you know not allowing for um constructive criticism everything was negative so i think that's something that we had that was like great for morality as well as for you know to kind of keep the dream alive because i we i asked you both and we you know we all kind of had our moment where we all wanted to quit Mm-hmm. didn't think we had it in us and i think that's what helped us all you know stick with it and you know look where look where you guys are now you know tag team that's tearing it up and pretty much anywhere they go because you guys have <laughs> been you know a bunch of different promotions now and you guys have been doing your thing and ending up at pretty much at the top of, of every show every promotion you guys end up at so it's always you know really crazy so you know from that first show um well, we, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to consider the birthday party you guys' first show, but <laughs> I, thought, I, I like to think of our first show as the Welcome to the Neighborhood. Yeah. You guys yeah, had, yeah. you know, a match in front of a packed out crowd, like 175 people. You know, and that's another thing. We worked our first shows in front of big crowd, big crowds for, you know, big air quotes on big crowds for, for indie wrestling because, you know, it was our first show. We had almost 175, almost 200 people there. And a lot of other companies have their first show. They have 25 people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it was another huge motivator for us, which is great. Kind of nerve-wracking, too, on that first day, knowing yeah. that it's going to be that many people and more. Uh, it was fun, though. I, but I think it was also good that that happened to us because, you know, we kind of got the, the jitters of a big crowd out of the it- way. Right shocked on. us right into it man yeah just it's you know jump ahead first into cold water so then once you guys you know you guys got that experience working with ftw kind of when you guys figured out like we've got something here was that after you guys' first match as a tag team or was that later on like because i know that it was never really finite that you guys were going to be a team but when was that moment that you guys were like we've got something here we need to roll with this uh, for me, it was the second sh- uh, show, the one, uh, NWO Invasion. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Um, so what was it about which, that show that made you guys? Because of the, the bar show that we did. Um, mm-hmm. So it was our, like, pretty much the third between us and Kevin Powers and Salazar. And um, that was such a big show. Like, we... we talked about in each of our episodes yeah uh, i over it was just kind of emotional and we were just, there is something special here mm-hmm. 
we need to take this and run with it and just like drive it in because we have something. Yeah, that that's what it's like. I think it's like once you guys actually, because I feel like um you guys when they came to the first match, I feel like you guys might have thought, I don't want to say it, call it beginner's luck, but you guys might have just thought you know okay you know we did good you know we 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 did what we had to do, mm-hmm. and you know it, you guys didn't really think it was gonna be a, a team from there, but then once you, it happens a second time and you guys do good again, it's just like, hang on a second, like yeah. <laughs> like, uh- with our, it would, the first show, it was mainly friends and family. So obviously you're going to get cheers no matter what. But mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the shows went on, we actually started getting fans and it, it wasn't like it, we actually, like it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just family and friends anymore. It's actual, like a follow. Yeah, yeah, we, we had wrestling so fans there. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the best part of it because I because the second show that NWO show we had almost three hundred people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it and was it, a completely different atmosphere than the it first was one. Completely different, man. That that show I'll, I'll never forget that show for a lot of reasons. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So you know, you guys kind of figure out that you're, you know, all right, we got this. We need to move forward with this. From there, where do you guys build on becoming a team? Because you guys. The way I see it is like you guys might have figured out that you guys were good together, but you're still only a pair. What made you guys, you know, what did you do to become a team? Did you guys, you know, start watching film? Did you guys come up with sequences? Like, what did you guys do? Um, I, I'd say it's a lot of communication. Um, we would talk every day. We would, um, like, share moves we want to try. You know what I mean? Like, and not only that, but we would check on each other personally on a personal level like uh like how is our mindset and like how are we doing and um also training together constantly i think that that's a big help as well um yeah because like i I think that's one thing that i've i don't want to say i've consistently seen with tag teams but what i feel like is important to a tag team you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but what's most important is like is the personal relationship like forget wrestling Mm -hmm. Forget what the heck is going on in the ring. Like, if you guys aren't cool on, you know, if you guys can't, you know, hit each other up on a on a random day during the week just to check on how the other's doing, or if you guys can't hang out outside of wrestling, then you're just not going to work in yeah. the ring. It's just not going to work. And you can tell that, too. You can tell when there's two workers and, like, two friends. You know, I think that's where our yep. chemistry comes from is um, actually being friends, actually being, like, brothers um Mm -hmm. instead of just being two wrestlers together wrestling a different team exactly because i think that's also where like some of the best tag teams have come from is like the people who you could Mm -hmm. tell are like you know are like brothers are like you know outside of the ring because like the the most recent that i think of is like uh like the shield when they were dominating wwe like those three dudes became like ride or die for each other traveling everywhere together you know, you heard, you know, they've done like documentaries about them and stuff, but it's just like the 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 love that you share for each other inside the ring has to carry out on the outside because it's like, again, if not, then the chemistry just isn't there and you guys aren't clicking and things are just going to go wrong in the ring. Ideas clash. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, because that's another thing. It's like uh, that I wanted to ask you guys. So it's like when it comes to ideas on stuff, 
you know, I know everything's kind of a negotiation or a compromise, but how do you guys really kind of come to a head when it comes to making team decisions, whether it be to go work at, at, you know, XYZ place or whether it be to add these moves in or take these moves out? Uh, it just, just based off just how we both feel about it, you know, uh, especially when it comes to moves, like just the other day, we're just in the ring training, seeing mm-hmm. like testing out new stuff to do you know some things don't work some things do mm. uh, uh yeah what, what you, else? <laughs> you can't be selfish too like yeah. um mm-hmm. between us both there's a lot of selflessness and we respect each other's decisions and like what we want to do and we've never really, like a disagreement with stuff like it's always like yeah. let's try it if it doesn't work then we don't do it um mm-hmm. if it does then great um but you can't be selfish in like tag team situation or like when you're in a tag team because it, it's going to destroy you. Definitely. And I think the biggest thing is that you guys both have, you know, the common goal of trying to be a better team because I was thinking, you know, about the amount of loyalty that you guys kind of have and the trust. It's like the biggest thing to me with the team is trust because if, for example, if you guys were offered to go work somewhere, and you think, okay, yeah, like, let's do this. But then one of you guys is uneasy about it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just the way I, I see it is like, you guys both kind of know, like if one feels bad about it, it might not be a good decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you guys have that kind of trust in each other built up over God, what, two and a half yeah. years now? Yeah. We just want the best for each other. So I think that helps a lot um, when we both do have those feelings or one of us has it and one of us doesn't. Um, yeah, and you guys are so much on the same page. I'm sure you guys both kind of get those hairs standing up on the back of your neck when something doesn't feel right anyways. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just one of you. It tends to be both of you, I figured. Definitely. And we'll talk to each other about it. Yeah. Open, open-ended conversations, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. That's why I said communication is such a big role, um, and that just allows us to have the same mindset and be able to um, know when – when the other is um, uneasy about a situation or going sure. somewhere. So when it comes to the topic, uh, you know, you, you brought up about, you know, heavy communication. Communication is one thing outside of the ring. How have you guys experienced your communication kind of, whether you guys, you know, evolved and grew, you know, I'm trying to think of how to word it, but I pretty much want to know how your guys' ring communication matured over time. Because as a team, you know, that's one thing in wrestling is you got to be able to communicate with whoever you're in there with. But it's on a whole different level when you have to communicate with not only a partner, but also with your opponents. Definitely. Um. It was very natural. Um, it, it came with, like I said, training together, um, doing more shows together um, and kind of jumping out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um and, and uh, like it's never really been a problem like we've at each show we get better and better um with like the psychology and with um the communication mm-hmm. and I, I i would just say it's natural like we never really had a problem yeah which is sure. yeah which is good because you hear about like guys might have you know the chemistry when it comes to the move sets and they might have the chemistry in promos 
but then in ring when it comes to you know putting the matches together the, the communication just falls off mm. so like i know you guys said it came natural but have you guys realized that your your forms of communication whether it be in the ring because i feel like once you're tagging for so long your communication changes because like one already knows what the other's thinking mm-hmm. or you know uh-huh. you might not need to say as much or you might yeah. not to you know it might be the hand signal it might be something you know how do you feel your communication has changed from you know tagging on the first time to now tagging on you know however freaking matches yet way more comfortable mm. way communicating and knowing knowing what moves we're gonna do like we can i can literally go out we can literally go out right now have a tag team match and we can just call all our moves on the spot honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not even a thought. I think between our first show and between any show we have now, um, when at the first show we were probably very nervous, like, like oh, like we don't want to mess up. Yeah, of course. Impress course. everybody, and now it can just be like a look, and like we already know. Thank you. Thinking. Yeah, you, you give a like certain a lot of people uh, miss that. Yeah, you you give a certain look, and you know you already know. All right, you know move to move you know whatever it's to be mm-hmm. yeah so when you guys come up with uh with coming up with move sets did you guys was this stuff just thought up you know off the top of your heads did you guys watch specific tag teams to pull ideas from you know where'd you draw inspiration on tag team moves or sequences i would say it's half and half um like we would send each other film all the time and we would also talk about um DeAndre this, but uh, Motor City Machine Guns and The New Day, that's we did watch them because they have like a kind of high energy, kind of quick movements, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be like the films we would send each other. Yeah, I think that's, oh my god, that makes so much sense now that you said Motor City Machine Guns because Motor City Machine Guns is one of my favorite tag teams. Um, I used to love watching them back because I back when I was first started watching wrestling, I was a huge TNA fan as well because mm. that's when it was like peak Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and then there was the X Division, and that's Heck when yeah. things were really awesome in TNA. That's time. And I loved watching like Motor City Machine Guns, and they were wrestling against like Beer Money Incorporated and all that kind of stuff. That mm-hmm. was that was great stuff to watch. So I think it's really cool that you guys mentioned, you know, Motor City Machine Guns is a source of your inspiration because, you know, matching it makes sense because knowing your guys' in ring style, the high energy, high flying you know, big strikes, a lot of energy. It's, and you know, it, it adds up to what Motor City Machine Guns was. You know, <laughs> it, it's, you know, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty spot on. You know, now I, I don't know why I never put two and two together and made four. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. makes sense like that. Those guys and uh, Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Uh, yes. a lot of the- oh, wow. Dang, yeah, see, see, things are starting to add up. I've known you guys for how together. long? And I'm, I'm learning stuff now. So, as you guys, uh, you know, get your move sets and you guys get things set more consistently, more concrete, you start working more matches. You know, how do you feel when it comes to working someone new? Do you, you know, let's say you're getting put up against somebody you never worked before. For example, um, by the time this episode comes out, it will have already passed. But you guys, uh, as the moment of recording this, you guys have the Taylor Brothers this Saturday. 
and you guys haven't wrestled the Taylor brothers before. So going into a match like that, you know, kind of cold, not knowing what they do, them not knowing what you do. How do you guys prepare for that ahead of time? Stick to the basics. We know, we know what we bring to the table mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. Um, I think also like, um, like no, like knowing what we're gonna do, but also like wanting to have the best match possible uh, mm-hmm. between us and them, mm-hmm. and having the best match on the card, always trying to steal the show. I think those tie in together with like how we look at the situations with somebody we've never wrestled before. Is just trying to have the best match possible. Gotcha. And I think that's that's kind of how you're gonna have to have your mindset. I think what DeAndre said about sticking to the basics is 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 a good way to go about it because it's a lot different it's you know it's a it's a different story once you work somebody even for the first time and you get to know okay this is how they work so now we can incorporate this stuff next time you know and and it, it's it really speaks to again back to our training where you know like i i think i, I don't remember if it was with you guys that had mentioned it but i had talked about it before where brian was always telling us you guys got to have three moves that you do and you do really damn good. Everything else can revolve around that. So I feel like, you know, you guys have your base of, okay, this is what we're going to, this is what we do during our matches. And then we'll kind of evolve around whoever else we're working in there. You know, you can change it up whether you're working, you know, somebody like a Alliance of violence, Mm -hmm. you know, you got two bigger guys and then you can also go, you know, to working, Guys like Dakota, where you have uh, a guy like Caden, uh, who's you know slimmer, tall guy, and then you have um, Rios, who's like the brawler type. So you guys are able to mix up styles, and again, it goes back to you guys having that communication and having that finite, you know, basics. Those three moves. Mm-hmm. Seems you just mentioned um, Alliance Violence and Dakota. We've worked them multiple times, and I feel like each time it gets better. Like what yeah. we're exactly what we're talking about. Each time we step in the room, it's fun because yeah. we just are all of our chemistry better. Um, I see with alliance violence because we've we've multiple like a lot. Yeah, you guys yeah. over in knockout, you guys have wrestled AOV what? Right. Uh, you guys, I'm like three four times. Yeah, I, I like I said, every time it gets better, and I love those guys. They're great. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, they're those, those guys up. are those guys are both great individuals as well as as great as a team, like you said. Definitely. You know, shout out to both of them. You know, I, I know, uh, I know, John Dam is listening. He he's <laughs> uh, he, he's a he's a good supporter. So shout out to you. <laughs> so yeah, so shout out John Dam, Charlie Star, AOV, good guys, good brothers. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dakota too, man. Good brothers. Yeah, good brothers. Absolutely. You know, we've we've had a lot of run-ins, whether it be in you know in the ring or whether it be on the road or in the locker room. With Dakota, and they're always great guys. You know, both Caden and Rios. So, what I want to talk about now is the trip that you guys uh, took up to FTW in New York. Because what people know about you guys with FTW is that you guys are FTW Florida. But what people don't know is that FTW is very heavily New York-based. So I want to talk about the trip you guys ended up taking uh, over to FTW New York. 
Oh goodness! Uh, <laughs> where did you get? It? <laughs> that was. I've heard stories, but, <laughs> but for our listeners, you know, this was—I wasn't there, unfortunately. But this was from what I know, what I've heard, and what I've seen. It's—it was a hell of a time. Yeah. So, um, so all the guys we trained with, we thought it was a great idea to um, rent a <laughs> rent that, that sounded so sarcastic right away. <laughs> it was a great idea <laughs> to put eight or to, nine sweaty wrestlers in one <laughs> in one van to rent and drive all the way to New York, which was like what a 21 to 22 hour drive, like by yeah, the end of it, it. dude. <laughs> it was fun, but it was. It was quite I, an experience. I slept most of the ride, so I can't really. Yeah, Deandre was sleeping <laughs> the whole time, but unfortunately, <laughs> I can't really sleep in the. Yeah, yeah I'm it was rough. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So, you know, you guys went over there for WrestleMania weekend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, the WrestleMania uh, weekend this past WrestleMania. WrestleMania is it thirty four? Uh, um, yeah, WrestleMania 34. I I'm gonna go with you. <laughs> I think I I'm so screwed up with the WrestleMania numbers. I think it was the same. Uh, it was 34, I believe. Whatever one was in New York. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this most recent one. <laughs> most recent one. So you know, you guys went up there for that. Um, you guys ended up working uh at a match at FTW. You guys worked over. It was a Sacred Heart Slam. Yes, sir. So you guys work over at Sacred Heart Slam up in New York. Uh, when you guys get to FTW in New York, how was the atmosphere versus an FTW locker room or even a locker room in general from from Florida? Um, I can't really remember like t- specifically. I, it was very chill. Um, everybody's friendly, like normally. Um, I don't remember any difference from any other locker room, like being. Yeah, it wasn't different at all. Some of the guys we knew already because they came to say, came to Florida before. Yeah, I was and, uh, you had met. Just and uh, seeing them in general from FTW, just just knowing them. Yeah, being a part of FTW brand. Yeah, because I know I know guys like like Gabriel Sky, Kono. You know those those guys had come down and helped out. They were there for like the Welcome to the Neighborhood show, and they had been down there for a couple other ones. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, so we had. I figured you guys had kind of known some people going in. Uh, do you guys remember who you worked that day? Uh, yeah, it was East Coast Syndicate um, with Chris Barton and uh, Dominic De Niro. And dude, <laughs> that, that's a solid, solid team right there, man. They're solid. they're like the hometown boys over there. Okay. Um, like kind of how we are down here. Sure. It's like them up there in New York. Sure. Um, and it's funny too when we we wrestled them. Um, we're we're good guys, so we come out and <laughs> we're getting booed. <laughs> so we, that was that was a culture shock, bro. Yeah, we yeah, had, yeah. We had we've never been booed like we we've never came out to booze before so we were kind of like okay like that's yeah. how it is and yeah. by I'm the like, time <laughs> like coming out i'm trying to tag this i'm trying to slap this kid's hand he's like nope i'm like oh okay oh no <laughs> he got you with a pullback <laughs> yeah like, you can see it on the video too i'm like okay okay it was awesome okay. though because yeah. by the by the end yeah. of that match um we were getting cheers and uh the end of the match we shook hands with east coast syndicate and it was, it was an awesome time man that's awesome yeah, so th- that's that's awesome that you guys were able to 
kind of go into the heart of like a hard because New York is a hard wrestling town. Mm. Like people love their wrestling over there, and they're very like very vocal as well. Yeah. You know, every, that's one thing that New York, like really like the Northeast, is super kind of notorious for is being very vocal and being very passionate about their wrestling. For sure. So, you know, to be able to say that you guys went up there and you guys, you know, had a kick-ass match and actually got some cheers by the end of it, that's mm-hmm. something to say. And that's because... what we were just talking about, like, uh, going into a situation where we don't really know, um, like, what's going on or who we're reversing or anything, um, and being able to have the best match possible. And I think, like, that's just, that's an example right there, coming up to booze and then having a match and then getting cheers at the end of it, like... It, that that's that's just a testament. Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome because then it goes again. It goes all the way back to having a solid trainer because Brian Idol, who is the head trainer, uh, you know the guy that runs FTW Training Academy, you know over in Clearwater, Florida. However, he is also you know was the head trainer and operator for FTW uh, training mm-hmm. facilities up in New York. Mm-hmm. So those are all you know his his guys. Yeah. So it's it's something to say not only about you guys, but about Brian Idol and him, you know, his training abilities when it came to teaching you guys to teaching guys like Gabriel Sky, who mm-hmm. um, he's the Gen X champion, I think still. I'm not sure. The last time I had seen he was Gen X champion. But, you know, guys. Hmm? So I believe he's still with us. So, yeah. So that he's, you know, training guys, you know, championship status type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Again, it was two teams that never met each other before that showed up. You know, you guys probably planned the match 10 minutes beforehand and mm. still went out and had a kick-ass show. So, again, like I said, big shout-out to Brian Idol and the FTW yeah. cap because And he gets a lot of flack, I feel like. Um, but, honestly, he's literally probably one of the best trainers around. Um, oh, and, and, that, and that's not, and that's not – uh, a rip on any of the other no, trainers whatsoever. Not at all. I'm just there are some saying, great trainers in Florida. You know, in the Tampa area alone, there's a lot of great trainers. Definitely. But you know, granted, I don't want to say we're biased because he was our trainer, but yeah. at the same time, you know, you look at the body of work that his students have created and it's kinda of hard to argue at that point. Yeah. Um and just just personally, like like it, you said we're not bashing any other trainers, but oh, just not from slides. my own personal experience, he has helped me, and I know he's helped you guys and oh, yeah. plenty of other people just excel like expectations. And um, I'll, I'll always thank him for, for that. No matter what anybody says about him, um, I'll always like he'll always be my trainer. You know, 100%. no matter what. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's somebody who took in, you know. Uh, <laughs> took in a, a six foot one, super overweight, your Puerto Rican kid, uh, <laughs> and then you know a scrawny white kid, a dude. scrawny white kid, and then and then back when before D bulked up, you know he he was he was small too, and he took us and he took somebody, he took three guys who shouldn't have been able to make in, in wrestling and gave us a chance and mm-hmm. taught us everything we needed to know to then become people who made something able, out of us, made it, you know who. I don't want to say we made it in this business because we yeah. haven't in reality, but you know, we're still knocking doors down. He gave us the ability to be able to yeah, make something of ourselves eventually. He gave us the basics and essentials we needed to um, like pursue. Our he, gave, he, gave, he gave us the tools to build Rome and put us on the path. And now it's up to us to 
exactly painting that picture you know so i, I think god training is 100 percent not only super important but like again if you're gonna if you're in florida if you're in tampa especially you want to be a wrestler ftw training academy hands down one of the best academies out there mm-hmm. there's the plug <laughs> uh, the, yeah, you, you gotta give them the plug you have to <laughs> shameless it's my podcast i'll do it oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys had you know a lot of fun up in ftw in new york uh some, some interesting promos and interesting stories and stuff coming out of that uh you know it it's it's something that I think everybody has really great memories of when it comes to like you know your first couple of wrestling road trips and stuff. You you burn memories and that you'll have forever. And uh, I think it's something really you know not only did it help you know the FTW guys in general when it came to um, as a group you guys all went, but also you guys yourselves as a team because you guys not only proved to you know anybody else but you guys prove mostly to yourselves that you're able to go other places and do that as a team together mm-hmm. and i think that's really stand out that's stand out to me definitely so uh you know you guys have been like i said you guys wrestled in a bunch of places here in florida you guys went up to ftw in new york you guys pretty much kicked ass over there um so now you guys uh have been wrestling you know, with a couple of different companies, Knockout Wrestling, FXE, you guys have, uh, I don't know if you guys haven't debuted yet as a team there. I don't know if you guys are, are, are going to, but you guys are getting your foot into different promotions. You know, how are you guys starting to feel about being a team on a grander landscape now? Because before you guys were a team in FTW and only FTW, but now that you guys have teamed in these different promotions, how are you guys feeling with the new landscape inside, you know, out ahead of you? Um, well, I, I feel like, like we were talking about earlier, again, um, you look at two guys that just work together and, um, two guys that are actually friends and actually enjoy what they're doing together. And I think that, that helps us a lot. Like, and that sets us aside from a bunch of other tag teams. Uh, um, everybody's out adding, mem- like adding this stuff, Not, nothing bad about that, but like. We're, we're a core, you know what I mean? It's just me and him. Like, I mm-hmm. want to stay like that because mm-hmm. that's what we've built. It's just me and him. So mm-hmm. I think that really sets us aside and gives us something special. This is our part. 100%. And I, I think it's, you know, you guys, not only do you guys stand out, um, because the thing is, in reality, you, you would look at, at you guys, especially originally, like I said before, before you guys got your styles down, you guys stood out would stand out in the wrong way because you guys would stand out and they would look like those guys are wrestlers. Like what? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you guys, you guys wouldn't stand out in the right way. So, but I think now since you guys have proved yourselves in FTW and started to prove yourselves on this grander landscape, then all of a sudden you guys are standing out as some awesome wrestlers and, and as an awesome team. And I think that's really, really, like, it makes me proud to see, to see you guys <laughs> like freaking, you know, like I said, standing out in the wrong way to all of a sudden standing out front of all these other teams who are trying to run this race. And you guys, you know, no pun intended, but you're running faster than everybody else because you guys, are, you know, so far ahead of a lot of the teams that you see, because 
like again, a lot of teams aren't teams, and I think that's what's kind of a big problem with a lot of tag team divisions is they're just trying to piece together even more that you know. Even more so now, we look at it as like a challenge, like when we go into another promotion, you know. Uh, yeah, beforehand, like we and we've done it before, so now we're like more experienced, we know what to expect, like going into a, a new promotion and a new crowd, and it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's really cool because now the transitions are are easier, you know. Like, like you yep. like exactly like you said, you know, it's easier to go into somewhere you've never been before and have a match and still do good, you know, regardless of the crowd, regardless of who you're facing, regardless of what's going on behind the curtain. You guys are still able to perform to the best of your ability, and I think that's really great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're we're coming up. Uh, you know, close to our time here. So I want to go ahead and, you know, I just want to ask you guys. So, you know, I asked where you guys kind of pulled your inspiration from, but who, you know, even if you guys want to answer this question individually, you know, who are some of your favorite uh, tag teams? I know you guys had already mentioned names like uh, London and Kendrick, and you also mentioned Motor City Machine Guns. You know, are there any tag teams that, that really stood out to you when you were younger or, you know, even now when it comes Party to wrestling? Boys. Well, yeah, on. definitely. Boys, uh, I feel like that's on everybody's uh, list for sure. Yeah, um, Young Bucks, especially. Uh, yeah, Young and Bucks, I, definitely. Happens is uh, Golden Lovers uh, with Kota Ibushi, uh, Kenny Omega. Like Kenny Omega. that's kind of throwing uh-huh. back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but they're like Over- earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, when they like first formed the Golden Lovers, because mm-hmm. they're two guys that were making a name for themselves separately and then joined together, and they were like exactly the same like yeah and it still worked it wasn't ability. Like yeah and pairing. yeah nobody overshadowed each other and it was just like it it was one of those special things and like yeah. i love that yeah personally for me i love the revival the revival Oof. are so good that's easily my mm-hmm. favorite tag team man like the the kind of stuff that they do in the ring is like textbook yeah. down and dirty and i love it it's they, so good yeah they they're very good D, you also, look like you're thinking long and hard over there, man. Also, I would say uh, RVD and Rey Mysterio. They wasn't a team for a long time, but uh-huh. I, I liked them growing up. Uh, Harlem Heat, of course, you already know. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, one, <laughs> one of your inspirations in Booker T. Uh, shoot. I feel like I'm leaving. Oh, Edge and Christian. Of course. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, I feel like it's I'm funny because like that's like it's like right there, but I, I can't remember. What were you going to say? It's crazy is like um, with Edge and Christian, like they were a great team, but I like so underrated. But like like when I did love them as a tag team, they uh-huh. also were like had my attention separately as well. And I sure. Aspects. Yeah. I think for when I was uh, when I was younger, granted, when I first started watching wrestling, I was a huge Rey Mysterio mark. And I remember uh, when they, you know, he would tag team with Batista and it was like two of my favorite wrestlers. And I was just like, dude, this is awesome. The powerhouse and the crazy agility speed of Rey Mysterio was awesome. <laughs> And I remember when when they had the falling out. At, at, <laughs> we saw the, how that turned it out. At, it was at the bragging rights pay per view, 
in like 2009 or 2010, something like oh. that. And I remember uh, Batista, he's like, I'm going to rip your damn head off or something like that. And I was yeah. just like, my whole world like collapsed. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. Because that's when kayfabe was still really real. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so I, I, my whole world was like collapsing around me. I was like, what's going on? So it was. And then one team that, that I personally think got overlooked um, uh, a lot was Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the. Yep. But not even not even when Randy Orton was involved. I'm talking about Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. because I actually went back uh, not too long ago because one of one of my favorite matches that I, that uh, one of my favorite tag team matches, um, they had a tag team match. It was Legacy versus uh, DX at Breaking Point 2009, and they had mm-hmm. a, a tornado tag team submission match, and mm-hmm. just like. Oh, it was so good. And it, I just remember, like, I went back and I watched that match actually really recently. It was, like, two weeks ago. And I was just like, yep, that's still really good to me. Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't just me fucking out back then. This is still really good, like, storytelling. And it was all, like, ring position when it came to, uh, you know, certain cues, whether it was they were calling on the fly or not, you know, it was still really good. Something and special. then. I, Exactly. So then I went and I watched some of their stuff where, you know, again, they would be tagging against DX. They were, you know, tagging against anybody and everything was so solid. And I'm just like, dang, like they really were really good. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole storyline of Randy Orton happened and, you know, the fallout at was WrestleMania 26. They had a triple threat. But it was just like they, they were good for, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought they were really solid. So, I mean, I feel like we've covered a good amount of stuff. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about while we're on here? I mean, we got some upcoming shows that you guys can come check them out. Um, for knockout wrestling, yeah, um, we have a title Unfor- match. Unfortunately, by the time this episode comes out, y'all already. You know, this is coming, right. uh, okay. this is coming uh, out this no 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 it's coming out this Sunday so you know hopefully so when this, you listen to this uh, we will be uh, the tag <laughs> three three time tag team champions of go. knockout wrestling that's uh, right. but you October fifth to... yep FTW um returns and <clears throat> we're excited about that over to the Tampa Palace you got to check that out that's gonna be a good show so. I mean, guys, we finally got fast motion together and got the episode done. (laughs) So, you know, guys both will give me some more of your guys' time, you know, to to get the interview done. And, and, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, You know, I I gave you guys both a segment during your interviews. If there's anything you want to say to uh, any of your fans, any of the listeners, um, if there's any messages you want to leave or if you want to plug anything, I did that then. I'll do it now. If there's anything you want to say, you guys go ahead. Follow us on social media. Just Facebook right now, but we're working on we're working on some stuff. Um, I just want to thank you, Adam, for taking your time out of your day to uh, want us on your show. You know what I mean? That's a that's a, a big thing. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy to have you guys. You guys know, like I said, I I, I said it before. If you go back and listen, you know, I I said it before, you guys are two of my favorite people in the business. Became like brothers to me after mm-hmm. freaking years of this crazy stuff. So, 
you know, I'm more than happy to have you guys on whenever, man. It's been a pleasure. So, it's fun as always. Yeah, man. It's it's always fun talking to you guys. You know, again, this is a you know in a different you know setting than what we normally are when when mm-hmm. we're and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's it's still just as good. It's always good talking to you guys. Like I. I'm, I'm, I, I said it before. I haven't seen you guys in four months. I got to see DeAndre on Tuesday. You know, we, we mm-hmm. did, we rolled around a little bit at the training center, and that was the first time I saw him in, since Mayhem. And I'm waiting to see you, Zeb. <laughs> soon, man. Soon. So we got to make that happen soon or later. So again, guys, it was a lot of fun talking to you. I'm um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up then. You know, thank you guys so much. Um, this will be coming out soon. So, again, thank you. Sweet. Love you, brother. You too, guys. All right, everybody. So, that was Fast Motion, uh, both the DeAndre Motion and Zebediah Cole. Again, two of my best friends in this industry. And it was a pleasure sitting down with both of them. It was great to chop it up. Uh, Zeb, you know, I haven't seen him and still haven't seen him since Mayhem. I, you know, it's, it's been too long since I've seen him as well. Uh, DeAndre, I, I had, you know, we were able to train together a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, it's always fun not only seeing him, but getting to train with him. You know, that crazy athletic ability is always great. Uh, Zeb was supposed to join us, but unfortunately, you know, something has gotten in the way. Life happens, you know. We'll, we'll see each other again soon i'm sure but you know i had a lot of fun talking to them it was great to see you know to finally because what you guys need to understand is yes i've known these guys for you know two or three years but you know i haven't been able to get this in depth when it comes to talking to them about their you know their tag team mentality you know where they pull their inspiration from how that communication goes on in the ring you know how key it is to really be on the same page as a team which i think is so awesome that these guys are doing you know, blazing every, you know, blazing control through every single territory they run through and having fun doing it, you know, and they're not in there with their partner, they're in there with their brother. And, you know, that's completely different when it comes to teamwork, when it comes to really having a payoff of a good match. You know, when you're in there and you have your friend, your brother, you're going to have a good time regardless of what's going on. And you're going to protect each other and look at it, you know, watch each other's back. And I'm really proud of both of those guys, really good friends of mine. So I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, if you really enjoyed this episode, if you could check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you could subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review. It would mean the world to me. Thank you guys so much for listening in. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to entertain you, and God bless you.